much to watch, so much to consume, that's why we're doing a preview. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to the preview. I'm your host, Marissa Cantor, and back with me, as always, are Sam Chung and Jermaine Fletcher. Hello. 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 It's good to be back. So have we made that our theme song? Is that... I was just no. about to say, did you no. give up no. I didn't. the theme song? <laughs> no, I didn't give up. It's just been a very busy time. The summer months are, are very busy, as we all know. We, like, Marissa, you know, we went on a trip to Colorado. And so, like, obviously, they're just, you know, I had no time to really think of something new. But I think that as fall rolls around and travel starts to you know slow down we can we can rethink you know what the theme song will look like excuses okay sure excuses <laughs> what a theme song would sound like not look like sam sound like okay touche yeah what the theme song would sound like excuses okay <laughs> i mean sounds like a bunch of excuses okay well just just wait for wait for next Next month. Wait for October. Come up with something real spooky. No, you're going to just recycle the spookier one that you already did. I will exactly. Not, no, I will not just recycle the spookier one. I will come up with an original idea, something that it seems that nobody on TV is doing in September. <laughs> that's, that is true. I, <laughs> You know, I went into this being like, oh, no, September. There's going to be so much. However, will I choose? But there really isn't all that much by way of like new content. No. Uh, if you like reboots, if you like different versions of the same stuff, if you like celebrity versions of your favorite shows, September is the, <laughs> September is the month for you. Do we want to start with, did anyone watch any of their August content? First of oh. all, I find it comical that you believe that we're not going to start with a full 10-minute conversation about House of the Dragon. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, I will not be participating in that conversation because I have not and refuse to watch. I saw. I heard the spoiler about the first episode and that's all I needed to hear and I just refuse. I'm boycotting it. I'm not doing it. Before we begin, Jermaine, uh, I watched the pilot and I fell asleep during the episode that uh, came out yesterday. So no spoilers for yesterday. I'm, I need to go back and rewatch it right after this podcast. Okay. There's no spoilers from episode one, just FYI. Like, there was a brutal pregnancy failed delivery. I wouldn't call that a spoiler. But how are you not watching this show? <laughs> I just give refuse. Me, give me five. Five. <laughs> that you are not watching this show. Last season of Game of Thrones, men who just continue to not know how to write women. And I just don't want to. Like, I just don't want to. I don't need to invest. There's enough stuff out there that I should be investing my time in. And I just, like I said, I was so burned. I was so burned. I agree with being so burned by the original Game of Thrones. But this one, I I thought it strutted off on a good, good foot. I really genuinely do the write-in for Rhaenyra who is the lead Targaryen girl is good she's not dumb the men are so terrible <laughs> that's such a low the bar men are so... <laughs> no, no she's not dumb the men are so terrible and I'm already seeing 
character traits that I did that of people that I did not enjoy in the original Game of Thrones. But House of the Dragon is not that bad. Yeah. It is if they do it right, they can because Game of Thrones felt like after season six, they were just like, okay, we're done. We need to just like get this over with. And they just like rushed it. And if the cast and the creators don't feel that fatigue, they could have a decent like 10 season run of the show. I, I agree. I really enjoyed the first episode. Game of Thrones left off with, uh, I think it left a very kind of like bitter taste in everybody's mouths. And I think that uh, the new series... You know, obviously, it kind of takes its cues from Game of Thrones. The theme song is the same, um, which it's I think I like. I think I like that it's, it's the same theme it is, song. It is the same. Th- so the first episode, there was no there was no theme, theme song. Yeah, and I was like very upset. I'm like, I'm Anita. Theme <laughs> like this is not acceptable. I need the drama of the theme song. Yeah, but at the end of the first episode, like the Game of Thrones theme starts like playing, and it just like ends, but just like the cues, and then the episode episode two open what it's the same theme song and it's a mm-hmm. whole new opening about the targaryen blood exactly um but i like that it has the same theme song because it kind of puts yes. you back in that headspace that you yeah you know kind of like a nostalgic headspace because i feel like the yes. theme song i always liked the theme song um the theme song was never tarnished by the things happening in the show um so i liked that and you know what it's already been renewed for a second season so they saw one episode yes, and the shit show that is Warner Discovery. <laughs> they're like, we're keeping that. <laughs> that one doesn't go anywhere. So listen, I wouldn't boycott it. I think the honest truth is if you watch it, you're going to get sucked right back in. You you are going to get sucked right back in. Did you see there's a viral video on Twitter of like an apartment complex in New York City and somebody's like standing outside, like videoing the outside, and like you can tell that like, every apartment is watching <laughs> Game of Thrones because all the lights dim at the same time, and they like every single like it just feels right with the world again to watch Game of Thrones on a Sunday night. It's a pre-COVID enjoyment. It just it just feels good. Okay, give it a chance. I, give res- it a I chance. respect that, but I'm also very stubborn. Yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> Listen, you've watched three seasons of High School Musical the series. You <laughs> yeah, can that's true. get back in to Game of Thrones. That is the best argument I think I've heard. <laughs> but at least that show is like delightfully bad. Is it? Yes. <laughs> Last week's episode was so chaotic, I was cackling. Yeah, I don't know that there's anything that will make you cackle. It's a very different vibe. <laughs> House of the my, Dragon. my only criticism about House of the Dragon is I don't think Matt Smith was the right choice for that role. Um, did you did you have someone else in mind that you think could have done it better? I don't have anybody else in mind. I just don't think he's. I don't buy. He looks like he's he's Matt Smith. Yeah, I don't buy him in the role. He's done some villainous. He he's played some villain roles before. I feel like though. It's not about being a villain. I just don't buy him as a Targaryen. Mind you, all the wigs are terrible. All the wigs are bad. <laughs> they need, they honestly need a black woman from Brooklyn to be on set to lay all the wigs because the wigs are so bad. <laughs> like, the wigs are terrible. So they really need to fix that. This is kind of going to transition into my thoughts on one of the shows that I feel like 
Jermaine might be on your list for September. I know it's not on Marissa's list, but I feel like we're going to have the same wig problem when we get around to Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, because... On my list. Yeah, because that was something that I think we all thought about Orlando Bloom's wig as well in the movie. I First of all, I still not have seen all the Lord of the Rings movies, I've seen the first two because my husband forced me to watch it. The second one we had to watch in two sittings because it was so long. So I had to like, I, I have to go. But I was watching, when I was watching Lord of the Rings, my thought was like, huh, this looks very familiar. And I'm like, they stole everything. Game of Thrones stole everything from Lord of the Rings. Yes. Every thing that was in Game of Thrones was in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and I'm like, huh, like, this is not okay. But I've still not watched the third movie, what's called The Return of the King or some nonsense like mm-hmm. that, because every time I go to do it, I see a runtime of three hours, and I'm like, yes. But the, the Amazon series is on my list. Which is ironic, because, like, when you factor in watching in all the episodes of, like, a TV show... It's going to be like 10 hours. Yes. Like it's a, it's a, it's overall a longer commitment than your three hour movie. The, but the problem, but a three hour movie, cause I, I'm off the mind frame that I can't binge anymore. And stranger things season four really ruined that for me. Mm-hmm. It's too long and it was unbingeable. You couldn't binge season four. Well, I couldn't binge season four of stranger things. I can watch one episode of the, the Lord of the Rings series and be done for the night the movie if it's eight o'clock i can't start a three-hour movie at eight o'clock i'm old i can't do that yeah <laughs> i mean with lord of the rings i'm excited for it i don't think that you will have needed to watch the last movie before getting around to watching this because it's a prequel series similar to house of the dragon i feel like you can dive right in and i'm excited for it me too but it also annoys me because like this shouldn't be a story. The ring should have been destroyed many years ago. Why wasn't the ring destroyed? Well, that's what the show is going to dive into. <sighs> <laughs> All right. Sorry, Marissa, I took you away from your list from August. You did. This what did you true. What did you enjoy? If you weren't watching House of the Dragon, what might one have watched in August and enjoyed? Never have I ever continues to be perfect continue to just be obsessed with it i watched it in the car on our road trip i laughed i cried it took me on a full journey so what you watched it you watched it while sam was like driving you said yes. you just watched it the in answer the car is on yes. road trip. <laughs> so you just like ignored sam no no no. <laughs> there were there were four people in this car total oh okay okay we were and with my sister and them. <laughs> you're acting like no, I'm the kidding. only one and you weren't also watching whatever the heck you were watching when I was driving. When you were driving? Oh, no, I fell asleep when you were driving. <laughs> but yes, that's probably my favorite thing that I watched in August. I honestly checked out more of the movies on my list than I do in a typical month. And I also really enjoyed Wedding Season was probably my favorite movie. The Indian American like fake dating rom-com starring Suraj Sharma from How I Met Your Father. Very cute fake dating rom-com. Hit all the tropes, all the feelings. Would recommend. 
those were my two hits from August. Also, we have started a league of our own and we are enjoying it. I have not started a league of our own. It is on my list. I've seen rave reviews about it. So that is good. I'm going to say, I'm looking through my movie list. I didn't really watch very many of these movies, but I heard good things about Bullet Train from people who saw it. They said it was fun. I really have no excuse for not having watched a lot of these movies because most of them are on streaming services. But I don't know, when you sit down on your couch and you're like, I need to watch something, I usually just kind of like default to TV. Like my first instinct isn't really to like, oh, let's watch a movie today. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's just like the setting of my living room. I agree with that. Like I only watch prey for movies which was okay i think i told i texted you like it was okay it was yeah. decent and then i went back to july and i, which, and I watched nope which i, I feel like nope. is i feel like that that's your like when you text me about a movie 90 percent of the time you're just like it was okay it was okay <laughs> nope was okay i nope was like oh okay cool not the best of his work, but okay. I think we felt the same way. You're pretty underwhelmed yeah. by Nope. I was. Like, somebody was, like, asking me what was the twist, and I'm like, I don't think there was a twist. I, well, if you count the spaceship, not being a spaceship, but actually a creature. Yeah. But, like, I was, there was like, so what's the twist? I'm like, there was no twist. The thing I really, mm. I just really didn't understand a lot of, like, the the decisions that the characters made in Nope didn't feel like real decisions that like an actual person would cho- would ma- would make. I agree. Which was kind of what confused me about most of the movie. I agree. And then I started She-Hulk, which is really fun and entertaining. I started The Sandman, which I've been enjoying. Flip to a Million was different than I thought it would be. It was very, very like, I don't know, business oriented and technical. And I wasn't really expecting that. Those are the big things, I think. I'm ready to talk about some of the September stuff. Yeah, let's do it. Mine will be fairly chaotic because I didn't, I really just listed everything that seemed interesting to me. And then I'm just going to talk about whatever I feel like talking about. I'm confused what you mean, but okay. Like there's more than five here for each category. And I just, whatever five pop up will be the five that I talk about. Okay. So you don't have a list. You have kind of like a cloud and you're just kind of like pulling from it. (laughs) Because nothing really, really stood out as like, oh my God, I cannot wait to watch this. I'm honestly just more excited for the returning. Like I'm more excited for Abbott Elementary to come back. I'm excited. Same. Yeah. Like (laughs) I'm trying to, I'm going to limit this to new stuff, but that is the thing I'm the most excited for. Okay. Is Abbott. That was number one on my TV list, Abbott Elementary. Heck yeah. Yeah. Abbott Elementary is fun. Uh, do we know what's happening? I saw a couple months ago that there was like a lawsuit around it where this like other woman was saying that she had come up with that idea. Yes, but not, I I don't, I saw the lawsuit, I forget the details, that she had pitched a similar idea, but I forgot if it was an idea she pitched, I don't think it's an idea she pitched to Quinta. I think it may have been like an ABC thing, but like, the experience of Abbott Elementary is based off Quinta's mother mm-hmm. being a teacher. So I, I don't know. It's just like, well, it's one of these things, you know, when we take pitches, you literally have to sign a bunch of stuff because God forbid you get sued because you could pitch whatever you pitch, not knowing that we already have something and somebody who takes pitches 
we have something similar in the works Mm -hmm. that has nothing to do with what you're talking about. We're already doing something. So I, uh, I assume it will get tossed. Like most of these things get tossed out. Like they sued the the Duffer brothers over stranger things. Also, what is, what is an original idea anyway? Well, exactly. Those don't exist. <laughs> In this economy. Is that you? Would you say that's your favorite broadcast show right now? No. Sam, how dare you? How know, dare Grey's, you disrespect okay, me? Okay, Grey's Anatomy. How yes. dare okay, you what? disrespect it, me? It, <laughs> because the, wait, the answer for you is Grey's Anatomy, right? The answer is Grey's Anatomy, okay. which I'm very very conflicted about because apparently Ellen Pompey will only be in eight episodes this season. Yeah, like, she's like tiptoeing her way on out of here. I honestly I haven't even finished season what was the last one 17? I haven't even finished 18. it yet. Wait, we're so we're going into 19? We're going into season 19. Oh my god. At the end of season 18 she became chief. So I don't know how she's going to be chief and be in only eight episodes. That does not work for me. But it Listen, it can work if she wants, because apparently she's scaling back to go do this Hulu show, which I don't know, I think we need that Hulu show that she's going to do. Um, but like, if you look at Law and Order SVU, Marishka Hargate like really scaled back her presence on that show. She's in every episode, but she's like in every episode for like 15 minutes. Honestly, I respect the move. But wait, Marissa, would you say it's your favorite broadcast show? Probably. Really? Scripted. Oh, your favorite scripted broadcast show. Well, I mean, comedy. obviously, yeah, like comedy. I mean, obviously, Survivor is in the mix. Yeah. Too. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, all of the new stuff is kind of just happening, I guess. It's just happening. I am interested in uh, the Hulu show reboot. Yes. Also on my list. Uh, Rachel Bloom is in it which is how I first became aware of it because I follow her and I love her and I just saw her early promo for it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the premise is will be very like tongue in cheek because it's like about a writer trying to reboot what, like an 80s sitcom? Uh, no, early 2000s. Oh, in the early real- 2000s? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hold the phone there. Hold the phone. <laughs> yeah. Like these actors aren't that old. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think it's fun. It's by the creator of Modern Family. Marissa, I know you didn't watch Modern Family, but like I enjoyed Modern Family while it was out. I watched it growing up. Um, so excited to see this kind of like follow-up project from Steve Levitan. I love how you watch Modern Family growing up. Is this, like, a, is that, this an age thing? Is, is this an age that comment? That is so weird to me. That is so weird to me. That's what you watch growing up, Modern Family. I mean, yeah, it came. I feel like Modern Family came out when I was maybe like, I don't even know, maybe like, 12 no that can't be right is that right i don't know i was like a teenager 2009 2009 okay so i was like 13 14 like i watch boy meets world growing up but yeah it has a this show has this pretty stacked cast as well besides rachel bloom we also have key and michael key here judy greer fun times johnny knoxville yeah i hope it's fun i i hope it's fun too i mean it will be fun like she is did you watch um my crazy ex-girlfriend Mm-hmm. Did I watch like Crazy that? Ex-Girlfriend? <laughs> As if that wasn't my entire identity <laughs> at one point in my life. Oh my god, a that Jewish show. girl who loves musical theater, please. That show is <laughs> hilarious. That shows yes. everything. We just drove through West Covina for the first time this past weekend. And uh, 
not much there. <laughs> <laughs> Two hours from the beach, four with traffic. <laughs> yeah, accurate. <laughs> One of the spots on my list is a bit of a cheat because it just says pizza. Because I don't know what's happening in September, but there's multiple <laughs> shows coming out about pizza and they know the way straight to my heart because I love pizza. So one of these is on Netflix. It's called Chef's, Chef's Table colon pizza. And this is about the best of the best making pizza. But then there's also Best in Dough on Hulu. And this show is like a competition show hosted by Wells Adams as people compete to make the best pizza for a $10,000 prize, which, you know what, that's an appropriate prize for making pizza, $10,000. It's not crazy. It's just like, you are good at pizza, you win this competition. So, pizza. Wells has tried and failed to get that Bachelor gig for so long, and now he's just like, fuck it. Let's go host a pizza show. And honestly, I'm here for it. I trust him with that. I think, he, I think he'll do fine. He's doing that. Sarah Hyland is off doing Love Island. They're doing things. Yeah, having a hosting moment. Although I feel like Sarah Hyland, not to bring it to Love Island. I don't know if Jermaine, you've also been watching Love Island. Sarah Hyland's barely in that show. I do not watch Love Island. I don't get Love Island. I just know once, I think the COVID season, they filmed on like a rooftop in Vegas. In Vegas, yeah. It's like, that was like terrible. Um, I don't watch Love Island. It's it's not. I don't. I'm not a big fan of dating shows. I've only ever seen the original Bachelorette with Trista because love Trista. Then I saw Rachel's season because she was the first black Bachelorette. And then at the office, they forced me to watch Colton's season of The Bachelor because they were going to do an office pool, which I won. I won fifty bucks. And that was it. I'm not, I don't like dating shows because I find them to be so, it's, it's not real. And if you go on TV thinking you're going to like find love in like four weeks, you're stupid. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't get dating shows. I, I, I'm more of like a big brother watcher. Like that mm. is my show. I, yeah. I'm not into Love Island or The Bachelor or The Bachelorette or any fuckboy Allen. They're all just stupid to me. I, I I, wait, I thought I thought uh, F Boy Island was canceled, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Is it? It should it should not it should not make it out of Warner. I think they. Alive. I thought they took. Well, maybe they just took it off the platform. I like you like you said. I don't know what's going on over there. Um, Jermaine, what else do you have on your list? My TV list has American Gigolo on Showtime with. Um, I forgot his name. John Bernthal. Yeah. John Bernthal, the Punisher. Yes. And what what was his name in The Walking Dead? Uh, Shane. The, Shane. <laughs> the brief oh. appearance of Shane. He was also in like a couple episodes of The Bear, and I was shocked to see him there. He's a fantastic actor. He's like everywhere, he yeah. Age, he has aged like fine wine. <laughs> so I'm watching that for him. Don't know what the plot is. Well, I know what the plot is. <laughs> I have that on my list because I feel I feel like Showtime is an underrated cable network and they mm-hmm. do produce a lot of really good content that gets overshadowed by HBO. But I've always been a Showtime viewer. Like Showtime had the United States of Terra. That was like one of the best shows. Kind of like 
drafting off of that, not a Showtime show. I have a Stars show on my list, and I can't honestly, I cannot honestly say the same thing about Stars that you just said about <laughs> Showtime. No. But that being said, I am excited for the Serpent Queen, which is kind of like a period piece that uh, revolves around the life of one of the Medici's. It looks like it has a really fun tone. Uh, it stars Samantha Morton. It feels like, and there's the thing, like, I know we didn't we didn't watch the new Pride and Prejudice movie, but I feel like it does the same thing where she's like breaking the fourth wall and being kind of sassy at you, which I don't know if that works or not, but I'll still check it out. No. Uh, no. <laughs> I feel like Stars makes a lot of these like queen shows. I think the last one I watched was like what was it called? Was it the White Queen or the Ice Queen or something? But it's always one of these like queen shows. And what's her name was in one of them? I think the last one I watched was the one Jodie Comer was in. Oh, that's vaguely familiar. Jodie Comer did one of those shows. The White Princess. She was in The White Princess. Oh, so she hadn't graduated to Queen yet. No, she had not graduated <laughs> to Queen yet. <laughs> Marissa, what else What else is in your cloud? In my cloud? Yeah, um, in your cloud. Well, as your resident YA girly, I would be remiss to not talk about Vampire Academy coming to Peacock. <laughs> and listen... I am cautiously optimistic. I loved this series. I can't even describe to you. Like you, you think Twilight was the thing? No. Twilight walked so Vampire Academy could run. I maintain that Vampire Academy is the superior, like, mid-aughts vampire series. That's a, that feels like a hot take. It's not a hot take if you've read both. Is what I'm saying. But, okay, so if that's the... Why... I know that, like, Twilight... Like, I know Vampire Academy does not have, like, the cultural cachet. Yeah, that, the clout. The clout <laughs> that Twilight does. Oh, that series was riveting. But Vaguely does it have a love triangle between a vampire, a human, and a werewolf? <laughs> no, it has a forbidden romance between the, like, 17-year-old protagonist and her 24-year-old mentor. Oh, that's not even that. Ah! I mean, if you've seen House of the Dragon, that's nothing. <laughs> Wait, isn't is Vampire Cash didn't that show exist before? There was a bad movie starring Zoe Deutsch. With Zoe Deutsch, yeah. that's where I Yes. <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> we don't talk about it. We're talking about it right now. Zoe Deutsch, whose mom is Leah Thompson, who starred in all the right moves with Tom Cruise. And if you there's a scene in All the Right Moves where they're about to have sex, Tom Cruise and Leah Thompson, and he takes his pants off, and if you pause it at just the right moment, you see his penis. Is it actually, is, do we know that, or is it a prosthetic? No, it's his penis. It's wow. the 1980s. Do you have a prosthetic in the 1980s? What are you talking about? They've always had prosthetics. <laughs> no, he's like, get it undressed. And like, if you, anyway, I digress. Sorry, Vampire Academy. Okay, yes, we are losing the plot. I don't know. I just, I have, I'm cautiously optimistic, as I have said. Julie Pleck is behind it. She is the creator of Vampire Diaries, which... Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be optimistic, because the Vampire Diaries went off... It went off the rails, but there were a solid three seasons we got from that show. True, true, true. True. Yeah, yeah. True. Okay. Let's see how they handle the inappropriate age gap in the, in 2022. Again... 
Relatively. Again, <laughs> you <laughs> need to watch House of the Dragon because last night something happened. I was like, excuse me? Like, that's a child. Oh, boy. Like a child child. The last show in my top five is a Peacock show as well. But my Peacock show is not is not Vampire Academy. Um, my Peacock show is called Last Light. And what excites me about it is the return of Matthew Fox to my screen as a person whose favorite show is Lost. Uh, don't at me. Excited to get I love Lost. I love Lost too. But sometimes you say that and people just want to like attack you. <laughs> I don't know if you've experienced They're this stupid. too, Jermaine. People are like, I, I, I do, and I get very angry. I'm like, let me explain the last season to you. Um, yeah. There's a great article this week about like terrible series finales, and Lost was featured in it. And the person was like, they binged it during COVID. They rewatched it in mm-hmm. COVID as a binge, and to watch it all the way through in a more compact way, actually made the finale even better than what he thought it was because you didn't have the downtime between seasons. You get you got to see the entire story as one mm, thing. Yeah. I was, listening, I was listening to a podcast once too about uh, by somebody who was doing a rewatch and they brought up a, an idea that they said that they think that the order of the last uh, season, kind of like as it aired on ABC, wasn't kind of like the optimal order of the episodes like there's a way where you can kind of like shift one episode earlier and another episode and like all the other episodes kind of like cascade down where it makes a little bit more sense um which yeah. i thought was interesting too but excited to have matthew fox back on my screen this is kind of like a an apocalyptic kind of uh scripted show where the world runs out of oil which has been you know maybe that's a little bit on the nose it's like a topic in the in the ether but you know People are running with the concept, and it is something that I think we should think about, and then the world kind of just collapses from there. But of course, Matthew Fox, Jack Shepard himself, is there to save the day. I actually might watch that, too. (laughs) (laughs) Jermaine, did you have anything else on your list? I had something else, but it's not a TV show. I thought it was going to be like a series, but Showtime also has a documentary about John McEnroe, the tennis player. Love John McEnroe. And I actually... Love tennis. I mean, love John McEnroe. Happy and U.S. Open season, Jermaine. I've never been. Every you notice, Sam. We <laughs> I talk to you and Axel and Adrian every single year to be like, let's go do it. And every year, Adrian with his rich self like goes in a box. <laughs> family, I'm like, so obnoxious. I'm like, whatever. But I, I I should go. I should go. I love yeah. I love tennis and I love John McEnroe. And it's actually a full feature and not a parted, like like not a episodic. But I'm going to watch that because it's on Showtime. Jermaine, if that have you also been watching Never Have I Ever, narrated by I don't, John McEnroe? John McEnroe, I'm aware. I don't watch Never Have I Ever because I'm at a place where. I cannot relate to high school angst anymore. Um, and I was just talking about this with somebody about like Olivia Rodrigo's album Sour. And I'm like, you can hear like the, the influence of Taylor Swift all over it. And the songs are fine, but like, I'm not, I cannot be in that headspace anymore. I've outgrown that, thankfully. And if that, if that album came out when it was like 15 or 16, good. I feel like 
I'm moving on from teenage shows because the CW has really burned me Riverdale. And <laughs> I just... <laughs> Riverdale you can't go is... out with Riverdale, though. <laughs> Riverdale is psychotic. I, and I see things that basically I'm like, I need to catch up on Riverdale because apparently Cheryl Blossom is now the Scarlet oh my Witch God. in Riverdale. <laughs> and she has powers and she had saved Riverdale from like a comet or something. Oh but like God. the CW just doesn't make them how they used to anymore. Like the One Tree Hill and, you know, the Gilmore Girls and like Dawson's Creek and like Gossip Girl. And you know, so I've made peace with like, I cannot watch high school set shows anymore because I have to move on. I have to grow up. I have to be an adult now. Well, I don't. I can stay in this headspace <laughs> forever. That is my career. I've made a career out of staying in high school. And the last show I guess I'll mention on my list in that vein is Heartbreak High, a new Netflix show. Oh, you show. put Heartbreak High on your list? Yeah, apparently it's a reboot. I didn't realize that until I did a little digging of an Australian show that was set in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Or it was it existed during the 90s, during the heyday of Degrassi and all that teen uh, angst. Um, and I guess was in okay, a Okay, Degrassi, I'm on a soft rewatch of Degrassi, The Next Generation. You know what? You I res- literally just I said that. you couldn't stay in this. <laughs> a, so- a soft rewatch. <laughs> I know it. I'm going to probably get to when JT dies and like dip out. Yeah, that's a good place to dip. The old, old stuff is so, so good. It's so good. And it's just nostalgic. But yeah, Heartbreak High is giving Degrassi, but Australia. Australian Degrassi, Heartbreak High. Yes. Wait, so have we all gone through our lists at this point? Pretty much, yeah. Like, I I never do this, but can I throw in one honorable mention? Sure. Why are you looking at me like that? Because I think you know what it is. I'm also fascinated by House of Hammer. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have hot takes about that. Show. Carry on. Just like the trailer is one of the longest trailers. I think it's like a four minute trailer. And it starts with these two women who are former lovers of Army Hammer talking about how terrified they are. And then it's about like it devolves into kind of like how the whole family is messed up. And then there's like this one, I don't know, is it the sister? I don't even really know the full like family tree. I think it's his, 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 it's his father's sister. His, so like his aunt. And she's just like, I'm going to tell you everything about how fucked up this family is. <laughs> So my so Sam and I have a friend. We met in Patreon. His name is Adrian. <laughs> and really putting you on blast our, today. <laughs> our our entire friendship, Adrian and I's entire friendship, is Army Hammer is the foundation of the friendship. <laughs> because I don't know if you were in my group, Sam, when we were onboarding for the page program, we had to give like this impromptu speech, and I gave an impromptu speech about like call me by your name and how his shorts were like so short they had to digitally remove his balls and I was just like irritated that they have yet another mediocre straight white man playing gay people wait 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 wait. so the assignment was 
talk for two to three minutes about something that's meaningful a to you. Passion project. A, a passion <laughs> and this project. is what you talked about. <laughs> and this is what. And, and this is how like, you got into the, the page program. No, not. No, no, not, no. This, no, is this after, was like. This is after. This was like a practice an assignment to like practice your public speaking. Oh, ahead of tours. Got you. Got it could you. Be got you. Anything like, you wanted. Like, oh my and god. This was what you taught. I definitely was not in your group. This is like day two of orientation, <laughs> and. I give this thing about like, you know, and Adrian was like, looked at me and was like, sort of me the entire time. And then he went and watched Call Me By Your Name. And I still have not seen that movie out of protest. And Adrian loves that movie. So every time something happens with Army Hammer, we text each other about Army Hammer. And I have like very hot take about this entire situation, but I don't want to be canceled. So I'm just going to move on. Can I go back to the uh, the two to three minute speech? Are you saying Adrian's speech was also about Call Me By Your Name? No, no, I don't remember what Adrian's oh, okay. speech was about, but my, <laughs> my speech was about how he refused to watch Call Me By Your Name. Oh, okay. And he went and watched it out of like, I don't know, curiosity and loved it. And I was like, I, I've still not seen that movie. I've still not seen oh, okay. Call Me By Your Name. When you first said it, you made it sound like Adrian had like a speech, but then he changed his speech to become like a defense of Call Me By Your Name. <laughs> Privately, he has defended Call Me By Your Name to me. Got you. Okay. In his speech. Okay. Got it. All right. Thank cool. you. Are we ready to switch gears into movies? Yes. Cool. This is where I have just a lot of different things jotted down and I just have to pick the ones I feel like talking about. So sticking with my brand, I suppose that I will begin with Paramount Plus On the Come Up, which is a film about a teen girl who is a rapper. It is based on a book by Angie Thomas who wrote The Hate You Give. So this is the second film um andy's also heavily involved behind the scenes i liked the book i'm excited for it paramount plus have coming off probably movie wise their best month because you saw that like owen wilson movie is like their most watched movie (laughs) ever really yeah it's like that secret society something or other big month for paramount plus movie wise i don't know i mean honestly anything can pop i guess but you also liked the did you like the hate you give the movie me yeah yeah I love that book. I mean, I have a whole story about that book, but I don't need to digress. All right. My first movie on my list is called See How They Run. It's uh, being released in theaters. It's kind of like a murder mystery whodunit. Someone has murdered Adrian Brody. Oh, no. But don't worry. Inspector Sam Rockwell and Constable Saoirse Ronan are here to solve who did it. Did we watch that trailer? We did. Was I not paying attention? Are you going to say I hate it's? I hate search. I hate oh. search. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Okay. I thought it was a genre thing. You just don't like search Ronan. I hate search Ronan. You know, why don't Once you like Lady you wronged, Bird? Not Lady Bird. Once you wronged me as a character, it's done. Watch Atonement. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Atonement with James McAvoy and Keira Knightley. Yeah. <sighs> I've hated Saoirse Ronan since. <laughs> she's like, tw- is she like 12 in that movie? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I hate her. Whoa. I was not expecting this Saoirse Ronan slander. I know. I'm generally a fan I of Saoirse Ronan. <laughs> <laughs> I, Great actress. 
but I hate her. Besides the, <laughs> besides the host, I've, I've liked pretty much most of her movies. You'll never let me live that down. No, I will not. Okay, so Jermaine, you're saying you will not be watching See How They Run because it has Saoirse no, Ronan? Because it has, to, exactly. Wow, okay. I've, I've not watched Little Woman because it did had Saoirse Ronan. Are we going to run? So you'd never watch Lady Bird? No. You never watched Brooklyn? No. No, I did watch Brooklyn. Did you watch, uh, what about like Grand Budapest Hotel? I did watch a Grand Budapest Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> but Saoirse Ronan. Okay. She's dead to me. Her and Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet? What? <laughs> Have you not seen Titanic? No, we've all we've seen all Titanic. Seen... She let him die. She let him <laughs> die. But I'm confused why you would hate her and not like James Cameron. Because she's just doing what James Cameron told her to do. But he didn't do it. She did it. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Okay. So Sometimes you have to stand up for what's right. <laughs> and, and that's what you're doing now. You will not watch any Saoirse Ronan or Kate Winslet. I've seen a ton of Kate Winslet movie, but I still hate her from Titanic. All right. Fair enough. Jermaine, what's, uh, what's on your movie list? Hocus Pocus 2, because I've waited my whole life for this movie to happen. And I don't understand how this movie's happening. I don't understand how Binks is a cat again. You know, uh, Hocus Pocus is just one of those movies that I just grew up watching that movie. And it was fun. It was, you know, weird and kooky. And it was a musical, but wasn't a musical. And it grew such a cold following that everybody is waited for this sequel. And I hope it's good. I hope it is fun. I hope they just don't ruin it. You know, some things you should leave alone. And I don't want to feel like they should have been just left alone. Are you saying that live action Pinocchio should have been left alone? <laughs> First of all, there's so many P- Pinocchio movies coming out. <laughs> and I don't get why. That Pinocchio trailer is for a horror movie. I am fully convinced. It's not on my list, but just like watching the trailer made me realize like I don't remember Pinocchio at all. <laughs> like how does he end up in a whale? It makes no sense. Like I just don't remember that movie. Like someone please like I don't need to watch the movie. I just like someone explain the plot to me real quick. <laughs> Give me like the Spark Notes version because I just don't see the linear thing. Like there's a how is a cricket going from singing a song to literally like, oh, I'm in a whale. To, oh, I'm a boy now. Like, what? <laughs> Magic. Marissa, do you have Honk for Jesus? I do. That's what I was going to talk Save about Save your soul? Next. Okay, that was next on my list too. Jermaine, I'm assuming you have Honk for Jesus. I do not. You do not? You're not going to watch Honk no. for Jesus? Save your soul? No. You're not a Sterling K. Brown fan? No. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, Those are fighting that, words. That got a bigger reaction from Marissa than anything that you said about Kate Winslet or Saoirse Ronan. I love Sterling K. Brown. No, no, thank you. I love him I, enough I to watch. I love him enough to watch a movie about church. Yeah, like so. that's that's big. That's big for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and Regina Hall is great too. I'm equally excited. Regina Hall is great. Yeah, Regina Hall is great. Mm-hmm. And I oh, mean, it's a Jordan Peacock Pe- movie. It is a Peacock movie, yeah. It'll be day and date on Peacock. Yeah, they they being Sterling K. Brown and Regina Hall play a pastor and his wife, and there's some scandal, and he has to kind of like rebuild the, I guess, church's reputation. Yeah, it's got to rebrand. Uh, it's filmed sort of like a 
I don't know, kind of like a docu-series almost, um, which is interesting, produced by Jordan Peele. And Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, and Daniel Kaluuya, the Nope <laughs> the nope crew. I know, what a pivot. In the building. I'm intrigued, especially since it's on Peacock, and we won't have to pay to go see it. Yeah. Watch it from the comfort of my own couch. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that that was the next on your list. That's also the next it on was. my list. Next up, we have Harry Styles and Florence Pugue. Pugue, how do you say her last name? I think it's just Pugue. In uh, Don't Worry, Darling. This movie looks whack. It does. <laughs> I, I have that on my list. I have no interest in seeing that movie. <laughs> but it's on my list because of all the drama surrounding that movie. <laughs> and so apparently Florence and Olivia Wilde do not speak. They hate each other. They had a falling out and said, Whoa. here's a clip. I don't know that I knew this. Oh, there's a whole, sca- there's so many scandals about this movie. There's a, first of all, there's a clip of uh, of her and, of Florence and Harry acting. Harry does like 10 accents in the one scene. And it's like, sir, pick an accent and stick with it. So like, <laughs> Harry, I don't think this acting thing is gonna, going to work for you. But there's so much controversy about this movie. Apparently, Olivia Wilde and Florence had a falling out. Florence had some issues of concern with how close Olivia and Harry were getting on set. Apparently, Shia LaBeouf was supposed to star in the movie. And he was not in the movie anymore. And Olivia Wilde said, I fired him because his method was not conducive to a a healthy, safe work environment. And she is a proponent of that. To which Shia came out and was like, that is bullshit. No one fired me from that movie. I quit. And then he released a video of Olivia Wilde like basically begging him to stay on the movie. Like She's like, I'm not ready to give up. And she referred to Florence as like Lady Flo or Miss Flo is going to have like a, a wake up call or come to Jesus call or something. Because apparently Florence and Shia did not get along. And it turned out that Olivia, who claims to be like protecting people, like wants to have like a healthy work environment, was like, no, I want Shia. There's a whole controversy about this movie. And when she was, pre- when she was present, when Olivia Wall was presenting the movie, I think it was at Sundance, not Sundance, or like one of the film festivals. I can't remember what film festival. Jaken Sudeikis had her serve with custody papers while she was on set, on stage presented. I saw that. <laughs> it was Wild. just like, I have no interest in seeing this movie, <laughs> but does the controversy around this movie, and apparently Florence is refusing to do any press for the movie, that's how upset she is with Olivia Wilde. Whoa! Okay, so I did pull up an article titled A Complete Timeline of the Don't Worry Darling Drama, and it will be the first thing that I read when <laughs> it, it's it's been a whole thing that is so much that is a lot but i will i'll still check it out like yeah i don't know how many people are fully aware of the controversy but i feel like knowing about the controversy uh controversy just makes it even more interesting sam there's a clip of harry styles acting in this movie that they released as a promo clip and he does like five accents in the scene it is so bad. <laughs> like, his acting is not great. You ever watch, like, a Nicole Kidman, like, TV show? Like, Nicole Kidman is, is my Saoirse Ronan. 
every time she shows up at AMC, I'm like, stop it. <laughs> Get out. I just want to watch the movie. What was it? What was the name of the show that she did on H? Not Big Little Lies, but it happens in Big Little Lies. So the other one where the husband was murdered with you, Nancy. It's like halfway through these shows, these movies, she just like gives up on the accent. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's so annoying. <laughs> like, she just like gives up on the accent, and you're like, but you were didn't have that accent in the in that episode or that scene and it's yeah. just so frustrating to watch her it is um jermaine what else do you have on your list for movies i have what's it called barbarian which is a horror movie with uh bill skarsgård it oh yeah from it it's it's a horror movie from the trailer it's Basically, this girl shows up to this Airbnb that she's renting, but he's also renting it. Mm. And you're like, oh, must have been a mistake. And he's like, well, why don't you stay? And she's like, no. And he's like, look at the neighborhood. You should just stay tonight. I'll take the couch. You can take the bedroom. We'll call them in the morning and have this sorted out. And basically, a bunch of um, creepy things started happening. Mm-hmm. If I rented an Airbnb and I showed up and there were people there, I'd be like, yeah, bye. Nope. Gotta go. <laughs> As in you would leave. I would. Why would you stay? I, well, yeah, I guess that's true. There's a lot of, I know it's only September, but I feel, I felt like there were a lot of horror movies coming out very ahead of Halloween. I don't know if you've seen the trailers for like Smile or like Lou, but I just felt like there were a lot yeah. of horror movies for September. And I will not be watching any of them. <laughs> Yes. On my list, I had also the Sidney Poitier documentary that's going to be released on Apple TV+. Plus. I think it's an Oprah production. And it basically is just all about Sidney Poitier, but he just seems like a lovely man. <laughs> and I'll watch that documentary. He was, more than, he was more than a lovely man. He was the first black man to win an Oscar. He was. I love Sidney Poitier. I'll, yeah, I'll watch that documentary. That sounds like a good documentary to me. Yeah, that's on my list, too. Oh, that was on your list, too? Yeah, I'm very excited <laughs> for that. I don't know. Roku TV is going to put out a, a pro shot of Heather's The Musical, and I will be watching it. I'm so in. Yes. I'm so in. And it's not a movie musical. It's the pro shot. My husband had never seen Heather's. I have also never seen and I Heather's. Made him, you've never seen Heather's? <gasps> no. <gasps> wow. <laughs> no, never seen it. I don't even know what it's about. Oh my god! Perfect. Like this is so he had never seen Heather's, and I'm like, you've seen a version of this movie every single time, and we're on this thing where I'm gonna like get him to watch all of them. So it's Mean Girls before Mean Girls. Before there was Mean Girls, there was Heather's. Okay. And basically, every generation has had a Heather's. So the '80s was Heather's. The '90s it was The Craft. And in the early 2000s, it was Mean Girls. Like, Heather's is so good. The outfits, they they played croquet. You should watch Heather's. Renona Ryder, Sam, how dare you? (laughs) Johnny Depp. Well, Johnny Depp before. (laughs) No, wait, is it? No, it's not Johnny Depp that's in Heather's. I'm sorry. It's Christian Slater who's in Heather's. Ah, all right. The last movie that I had on my list is another theatrical movie. It's called The Woman King, and it stars uh, Viola Davis and John Boyega. And basically, it follows kind of this all-female warrior unit 
who protect the African kingdom of Dahomey in the 19th century. And Viola Davis is just a badass in it. And that's it. Also on my list. Story by Maria Bello, which is very interesting. Oh, inter- I didn't know. I didn't see that part. That is interesting. Quite interesting that this would come from her. Yeah. Or her, Coyote Ugly. Um, have you seen Coyote Ugly? I have seen Coyote Ugly. Yes. Oh, thank God. Whew. That is also on my list. And I have um, Netflix Blonde about Marilyn Monroe. Just feel like they're never going to stop making movies about Marilyn Monroe. So just why not watch this one? <laughs> why yeah, not? I'll, I'll be interested to see if there is, if it brings anything new to the table. Exactly. Yeah. It's a great cast. It's a stacked cast. Yeah. Okay. Any other movies to talk about here in September? I don't. Well, I also had, I used to be famous. I don't remember. Is that Netflix? Yeah, that's on Netflix. Because I just thought that the premise was interesting. Yeah, I agree. That movie looked interesting. It looked like a fun watch. Yeah, because it's about like a former, like he was in a boy band, right? And he's, yeah. yeah, so it takes place in the UK. He was in a boy band. The boy band breaks up. So he's kind of like doing music on the street. And then it seems like this kind of like young kid who's like a drummer starts kind of just like playing with him. And then they end up kind of like going around together. I can't tell if the kid is supposed to be like autistic, but it looks like he may be on the spectrum. Mm. But yeah, that movie looks good too. That's it for me. That's it for you. What about you, Jermaine? That's it for me. Okay. Yeah, September was not as intimidating as I thought it would be. Same. I was was really scared of September and August. And now I'm just like, why? Now I feel like October is actually going to be more intimidating because all these horror things are going to come out. And we have to watch all these like spooky trailers with all these jump scares. Love a jump scare. (laughs) Marissa hates a jump scare. I love horror movies because I don't get, I I don't find anything scary. <clears throat> I love them. The last horror movie that I watched that was scary was like 2007, The Strangers. So you're due for another horror movie that scares you. It's been in 15 years. It's been a very, I just, I just love horror movies. I love Batman and Elm Street. I love Freddy, Jason, Leatherface. <laughs> you know, it's a great horror movie you should watch. It's actually really good. House of Wax. The original is good, but the remake, starring Paris Hilton, also very good. Okay. Very good. House of Wax. Jermaine, what's the what's the strongest streaming service for you in September? Oh, my God. Well, while it lasts, it's going to be HBO Max. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> Just giving a shout out to HBO know, Max right now. I don't know how much how much more time we have with them. Um, how are we going to watch The House of Dragon? I mean, I assume that they're going to... F- build some sort of service that like merges discovery plus and hbo and force you to buy i don't want to get discovery plus though well then I'm at least well if you had it then maybe you would just happen to check out house of hammer <laughs> <laughs> i just don't i've never had an interest in discovery plus it's just it's the only one that i've never seen anything that means like mm, i just not interested not but interested. you know HBO Max, we'll see where you where we end up with that. And I have to say, there are things on Amazon that I need to watch. Mm. So Amazon is up there for me this month. I think for me, it's Hulu. Big month for Hulu this month with all the new stuff that we mentioned. I don't even think we mentioned Wedding Season, the series that's coming out. But then also the return of The Handmaid's Tale. Nope. 
gave up on that. Gave up on that? I haven't given up on that. I'm still watching Season two. I'll tell you the moment I gave up on Handmaid's Tale, and this is also a very controversial thing, and I'm not blaming women. Season two, (laughs) it was either episode two or episode three in season two where she has very passionate sex with the driver. Yeah. And I was like, she does not want to go back to her husband and her kid. She, like, fuck them kids. Like, she's done. This is not the show that I think it was. I think at that point, she had bigger things going on, and she finally was like, maybe I don't need to get back to my husband and my child. Maybe I can, like, live a life that I want to live. And I was out after that. See, to jump off of that, I was out. I made it a little bit further, but I think it was like beginning of season three, right? When she like goes back, like she can fully get out. Yeah, she's like basically on the plane and then she goes back to get her other kid. And I'm just like, no. Okay, well, I'm still in. I'm still in on it. I say say Hulu. It's going into its fifth season. It is, yeah. Wow. Elizabeth Moss really knows how to pick a show and like, Stick, stick with it. I don't know. I didn't watch Mad Men. Oh, you should watch Mad Men. I don't know. It was you. Would lo- it was you so slow. I, I watched show. a season. It was just kind of slow, and I just kind of it just dropped off. The first season. Yeah. You have to like push through that. Like the first season <laughs> of Breaking Bad wasn't that good. Uh, okay, Marissa. What What's your top streaming service for September? You know, I always forget to do this part. You don't have a gut instinct. But I would also probably say Hulu for The Handmaid's Tale. No, not for The Handmaid's <laughs> Tale. For Reboot, probably where we'll watch reboot. Abbott. And then I guess maybe, I don't know, all of my stuff is all over the place. Peacock? 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Between Vampire Academy and Honk for Jesus. Okay. Hot take, apparently. That is a hot take, apparently. <laughs> I never answered what I think my top scripted show is, but I, lo- I like Al- Abbott Elementary a lot. But I also like Ghosts. Ghosts is fun, too. Yeah. But Abbott's one and Ghosts is two. Cool. Another month. Another month by. that we have previewed. Yes. Um, you better have something original for us next month. That sounds like a threat. And I don't <laughs> respond to threats. So. <laughs> Sam, it's been two months. You've had two months. Okay. But again, last month we were dog sitting and I didn't have my, my piano. Excuses. Yeah. This month we were traveling and I didn't have my piano. So it just, you know, everybody, 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 uh, give me some space, you know? (laughs) No, Sam, no, because Sam, once again, you have hurt me deeply. You have cut me deeply. And let me tell you why. Because I spoke about this with my therapist. I was in therapy last week okay and i spoke about this podcast and i spoke about you know i've I've told this story before when i was nine it was my birthday nobody came and i felt bad and i never had a birthday party again until i was 30 and i invited sam and sam did not come so last week sam texted me and said when are we podcasting and i said whenever just let me know Sam texted me that on my birthday. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Sam did not text me a happy birthday. Sam said, when are we podcasting? I'm so sorry. So 
Oh I my God, Sam is so his... good at birthdays too. This is not... a real low blow for him. Jermaine, the problem is you're not on Facebook and I don't get I the Facebook reminder. be bringing the second therapy tomorrow when I see my therapist. I'm sorry. Talk about yet another deep cut in the saga that is my birthday. <laughs> oh man. I think Sam just put it in his calendar. I know, so now I have to put it in like my actual calendar. So he'll never not just forget like your Facebook. birthday again. Yeah. Happy belated birthday, Jermaine. Yes, happy birthday. Thank you. And this is where we end. On a low <laughs> note for Sam. I figured out, we always end on a low <laughs> note for Sam. <laughs> Every week I get Oof. off and I'm like, how are you friends? <laughs> <laughs> And Sam says it's complicated. <laughs> like he was right. wearing an outfit the other day and he was like, you know who complimented this outfit one time? Jermaine. It was the only outfit he ever complimented that I wore. And you yeah. know what? That stuck with him. It did stick with me. Yeah. Because I think someone had Snapchatted me in that outfit. Uh, and then Jermaine said, oh, that's a good outfit. And I was like, wow. Normally Jermaine's trying to sell me his pants, trying to change my outfit. Try to sell Sam so many clothes. <laughs> I wonder, can I set a recurring reminder? I'm gonna set a recurring reminder every year, Wednesday. I guess not for when it won't be a Wednesday every year. Okay. <laughs> no, it will not be. Why would you? Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, I set up I set up the thing wrong in my calendar. Sorry, August twenty-fourth. <laughs> it's not a weekly meeting, Sam. I know. I set up. I set it up wrong. Sorry. I will not forget anymore. I don't care. I'm not into birthdays. Yeah, but you talked about it with your therapist, so <laughs> put me on blast in therapy. Because it was the day before my birthday. So, in conclusion, if you do not have a new song next week, next month, yes, this will all that will also be a strike against you. How many strikes is that? You're you're almost out. <laughs> See, I was trying to like do. I was trying to figure out like what the analogy is is in baseball. I don't know, but I was like, yeah, I don't. Know. It sounds I'm already. It sounds like I'm already at at least two strikes. So. We, let's let's say that. Okay. No pressure. Thanks. <laughs> well, on that note, that was the preview. As always, you can follow us. For the latest updates at Outfit Repeat Pod, because we're still doing that life. You can hear any of our earlier episodes either at our website, www.paginatedmedia.com slash outfit repeaters, or on any platform our podcasts are available. And we'll see you next month with a brand new banger from Sam. So not this one. So much to watch, so much to consume, that's why we're doing it. Ha 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 ha.